Hello, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Tony Shap Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This week, I have Tim with us. I'm super excited to introduce him to you guys and have him share with you who he is, what he's all about, and who he typically helps. And he's got some solid gems that he's going to share with us. So uh, without without further ado, Tim, take a second to say hello to me, or not to, to the audience. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you today. I'm uh, jacked up for 2021. Awesome. Well, welcome to the Tony Shop Show. We'll just dive right in. So what's your one word open that you could use to describe how you're feeling right now as we're getting started? I'm excited. Perfect. Excellent. So as our listeners are listening to this, whether it's on a podcast, um, they're driving or listening to this working out or they're watching this on YouTube, um, you know, I want them to really get a good chance to understand who you are, who you invest in and all that good stuff. So share with us about your business, uh, how you got started, you know, the whole background and then where you are at now and your vision for the future. Sure, Tony. Thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to be on today and uh, hopefully share a few tips and tricks here. Uh, I know I'm, I'm always in continuous learner mode myself, so uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that I can be part of that process for the listeners today. I, I started my career back in the 1980s in public accounting, so I was uh, part of that for, uh, like I said, 15 years. I was on the management consulting side, solving a lot of problems, saw a lot of different types of businesses that uh, I might ultimately want to uh, be part of. I then transitioned to uh, about 10 to 12 years of running tech companies. So I was uh, a CEO at a software company for a couple of years and then a co-founder and CEO of a scientific instrument company here in the, uh, the Great Plains of Illinois. Uh, that company, you know, old one, that latter company had a, had a very good run for about uh, seven or eight years and we were acquired by Sony. And so now I'm kind of in the third chapter of, of what I'm doing, and that's called Sarah Ventures. Uh, started back in the 2008-2009 era. Started really as a consulting firm, working with startups to help them with capital raising, strategy. Uh, how do you go to market? How do you take a piece of technology out of the laboratory and commercialize it, create a useful product? Uh, that very quickly morphed into needing to get capital into the hands of those companies. And so we created our first venture fund. It was really more of a super angel fund. Over time, we've now uh, put together a series of funds, about $100 million in assets under management today. Uh, we have a team of all former entrepreneurs. There's four of us that are managing partners here at the firm, three of us in Illinois, one of us in uh, San Diego, California, venture partner in Chicago, venture partner in Vegas, another venture partner here in Illinois. So uh, a team of uh, former entrepreneurs that are bringing hopefully insight uh, and wisdom from our uh, 30 plus year careers uh, to the folks that we're providing capital. So today we're, we're writing checks into early stage companies, typically what I would characterize as a seed plus or a series A round as a typical entry point. Uh, we're often writing you know, a check maybe on the low end, 250,000, on the high end, maybe a million. Um, and then reserving some capital for follow-on funding rounds. Invariably, a lot of these companies are going to need funding, you know, in a year and a half or two as well and on down the road. Um, so that's really what we're about is uh, both providing capital, but also coming alongside as a coach and as a mentor to hopefully bring some of that uh, gray hair wisdom that you can see I've, I've got plenty of here. 
uh, to our, our uh, portfolio companies. Excellent. Do you mind mentioning a couple notable, uh, notable um, investments that you've made that you're, that you want to uh, speak to? Yeah, we, uh, we tend to fly a bit under the radar screen. So a lot of the companies that we're investing in may not be uh, uh, household names per se. We had a great company in Chicago a number of years ago called Clearstream. Clearstream was a technology that could understand the context in which a video ad was running on the internet. Uh, so a lot of value there for potential advertisers that was sold to a company called Engine Group. And uh, Engine Group today is about a 500 million in revenue uh, entity. So that was a great success for us. A more recent one is a company called GoSite uh, based in San Diego. GoSite is providing sort of the latest suite of internet tools to uh, companies like plumbers and uh, lawn maintenance folks, folks that might not otherwise have the opportunity to build a great uh, web presence and then have the tools necessary for scheduling and, you know, billing and collections and so forth. So GoSite is providing really an elegant solution. Uh, just closed a, a funding round uh, to put them, you know, well on the track to, uh, to build a, a very uh, successful and sustainable business. So those are a couple of examples. We have about 80 companies that, we, that we've invested in uh, over time. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now let's talk about recent wins. So if you could share with the audience, what's a recent win that you've experienced or you put on the board, so to speak, that's, that's, that's important to you in business context. And what did you learn from it, Tim? Yeah, a, a win for us, Tony. Uh, we invested in a company based uh, here in Illinois a few years ago called Agrable. Agrable was a team of uh, PhDs that approached us with a pretty uh, interesting uh, little company. Well, it wasn't a company at the time. Uh, they had built an application to uh, uh, determine the amount of rain that, uh, that fell on a particular piece of ground, but it was all digital, right? So uh, they, they tapped into weather databases and so forth and could figure out, you know, how much rain fell on my lawn, even though there was no physical device uh, on my lawn. So it's kind of a, you know, it, it, it looked like an interesting science project to us, uh, but we, we began to work with that team and ultimately provided funding for them over a, a series of a couple of years, brought in some other parties. And uh, that firm recently exited to a company called Nutrien uh, that bought them for, I think, $63 million. Uh, so here was a, you know, a, a team that was essentially running a science project, in my estimation, that we were able to help come alongside, uh, put some coaching into the, in, into the equation, and create a real company with a real product, a real set of services that were of value to farmers and others in the, the in sort of the supply chain, as it were, all the way to the point where you know they they could build a a, a business that was of keen interest to one of the major major players uh, in agriculture. So that's a, a win that we're we're pretty proud of. Awesome. How about on the other side of that? If it's if if you have anything that was not a win that's worth mentioning and what you learn from it. So as the audience is listening, if it's another uh, VC or another investor or an, an entrepreneur simply listening, what, you know, what is, what is something that you would not consider a win? Yeah, uh, it happens. Right. And then what did you learn from it, Tim? Yeah, I've got plenty of those, you know, they're, they're not the most comfortable to, to talk about necessarily, but uh, you know, we, we, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you two. 
uh, just so that we we double up on. I, I'm not afraid to talk about failure. So um, back in in 1998, when I left the public accounting firm, I actually started my own little consulting gig before I went to work for the software company that I spoke about here just a few minutes ago. Um, I was going to become a, a professional speaker along with a published book that I'd had. And I think my book was a bestseller for a day because my employer made me buy a, a bunch of or the publisher made me buy uh, a bunch of copies of it. Um, over the next couple of years, I proceeded to pretty much fail at, at most, uh, pretty much most everything. Uh, so my, my little consulting business that was going to become, you know, sort of the, the launch pad for me to become a, a well-known professional speaker and so forth was a pretty much a spectacular failure. Um, and, and then a second one, uh, you know, when I got into the venture business, uh, I met a, a team of young graduate students here at the University of Illinois that was had a very, very novel technology. I'm not going to embarrass them, so I won't go into the specifics, but it was a team that was building uh, some sensor technology uh, for use in, in agriculture. Um, I liked the passion of the team, but it was a very young team. I hadn't really been around the block in terms of entrepreneurship. And uh, let's just say after investing, you know, several hundreds of thousands of dollars and bringing others, uh, other investors to the table, uh, this, this team ultimately quit on us um, when, when going got tough. Uh, there was like zero resilience when the invariable problems that startups have were encountered. They didn't stick around to, you know, fight through it. Um, and so, you know, here's a couple of failures. You know, what did I learn from it? You know, the first is, uh, you know, on, on the, on the gig that I, I had, uh, uh, pursued back in 1998 and 99, um, I think what I learned from that is, you know, don't be afraid to try something bold. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty radical direction after, you know, being propped up by uh, a big institution. I was, a, you know, as a partner in an accounting firm and uh, had a lot of, you know, infrastructure supporting me. And I wanted to, you know, uh, fly a bit. And uh, I didn't exactly fly. It was sort of fly and thud. Uh, but, uh, you know, nevertheless, I, I learned that it was okay to take a risk and, you know, it, it, it cost me a bunch of money. It cost me time. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about what not to do in, in, in an entrepreneurial enterprise, which has served me now, you know, well, many, many years later. Uh, you know, the second one, I think what we learned there is be careful with the teams that you invest in and do your best to evaluate the resilience factor. Uh, you know, is this team going to be able to be resilient when, again, they hit the invariable potholes that startup companies hit? You're going to hit them. And, and so do you have a compelling enough vision and a compelling enough commitment to that vision to get back up on the horse and keep riding when you've been knocked on your ass? Uh, and that is, you know, uh, what we attempt to determine, you know, before we write the check to the next team. Wow, that was really powerful that you shared with us. That's like a book in the making. There's your next title, <laughs> right? That's so there great. There you go. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think I know a lot of th like, like you. I you know, there's a lot of things I've learned what not to do. So from you know, it comes from experience because you can never read that. In the, speaking of books, you know, you, you could read that in books what not to do, but there's a different different type of a, the way it occurs for you when you experience it yourself, and it's your own money. Like yeah. I, I had an experience where I took a second on my house uh, for you know, 
for six figures uh, and to use that on a pay-per-click campaign. And, and it only netted me nine new clients. <laughs> it was like, wow. where's your COA, right? So, yeah, because yeah. I, you know, I learned where one of our competitors was spending a half a million a month on pay-per-click and I'll say, and I said, Hey, I'll take, you know, 10% or 15%, whatever of that. And I should be able to, you know, if they're signing on a thousand new deals, we should get a couple hundred at least. Nope. Got less wow. than, less than two handfuls. I got nine deals out of it. Mm. That was a really valuable, painful lesson uh, that I learned. So to your point, um, you know, those things come with experience and as long as you learn from them and not do them again, um, that's, that's the key thing. So yep. those are some valuable insights that you gave us uh, and all that. Um, can you share with us from your experience, if you could give the entrepreneur listening to this right now, and you know, we're hitting our stride in this conversation and you're giving us a lot of value. What is that? If you could give them the listener one piece of advice, if you could only give them one piece of advice, Tim, what would that be when it comes to you know, success, being successful in your business. Only one piece, Tony, come on. How about two? <laughs> sure. <Tastes good. laughs> well, solve a meaningful problem. You know, the world is full of challenges and problems and the most compelling opportunities to us are, are when a person, you know, an entrepreneur or a team coming together solves a really, really meaningful problem that is causing a fair amount of pain for a relatively meaningful constituency. All right. So that's, that, that would be the first thing I'd say is, you know, go for it and, and solve something meaningful. And then secondly, kind of, you know, to the point I was making earlier, assess your level of both commitment, uh, passion, and resiliency in pursuing the solution to that problem um, and, and be self-aware enough, you know, do, do I have uh, a commitment to this vision? Do I have the resiliency uh, or, or will I have? And, and uh, I think, you know, as you gauge your self-awareness uh, about those things, you're, you're going to come stronger to uh, solving, uh, you know, the problem that you're solving and delivering really a, a compelling solution to the marketplace. Beautiful. And, and now let's talk about a, a, a question that you think that you think, you know, so you're at the round table or you're in your boardroom and, and someone's pitching you and you're going to invest in them or you're considering, and then, you know, you hear their pitch and then, um, then it's time for the Q and A, right? You say, Hey, do you have any questions? And everyone has those common questions that they ask you as an investor, yeah. you, you know, and then you kind of get a better understanding of who that person is and where their mind is at. Now, what is that one question that you wish people would ask you in that setting that they never ask? Hmm. So you're saying the, what question are the teams pitching us should, should ask? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think companies are, or entrepreneurs are sometimes afraid to ask, you know, what, ultimately can I do for them uh, beyond the check, uh, beyond the finances, right? Uh, because the reality is that company should be interviewing me as much as I'm interviewing them. Uh, they shouldn't be afraid to engage, you know, in a back and forth. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, you know, a couple of companies will ask that question, but I'm surprised at how many will not. Uh, press into, you know, why is Tim Hare and Sarah Ventures, why are we the best fit to come alongside and provide funding to their enterprise? That's powerful. 
thanks for sharing. I've never heard that one before. That's that's really good because naturally it's got to be a fit on both sides. Yeah, no, and, you're 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 you know, it's kind of it's a marriage, so to speak, right? So long-term. let's yeah, uh, let's understand what is each party bringing to the table. It shouldn't be just a one way street. Absolutely, that was that was awesome. So let our listeners know how they could get a hold of you. Yeah, I, the best is uh, email Tim at saraventures.com. That's S-E-R-R-A ventures.com. Uh, that's, that's the easiest way to find me. Perfect. So if they have any questions, they can reach out to you and all that good yep. stuff. So yep. and here we are at the end. Um, if we could wrap it up with the one word close, Tim, just share with us what that one word is to sign off. Grateful. Grateful. I love it. Thank you very much, Tim. Looking forward to having you here again sometime soon. And I can't wait to hear about your progress and other um, awesome wins that you've had. Thank you. Great. And there you go. I hope you enjoyed it and great to have you. And thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode. Till next time. Onwards and upwards.